When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hockey. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. And welcome in to a rousing edition of Judd's Hockey Show. Post-game Wild Blues. A uh, game... What was it? Four tonight, five-two loss for the Wild in St. Louis. A ton to talk about. Judd and Declan, as always. But before we start the show and start to put people in queue to take a bunch of your comments and um, takes and questions, we want to remind you that there's only one way to really, really start a show, mm-hmm. and that is with a surly brewing product. Now, I've brought two for this show because I know we might be, be here a while, Declan Goff. So I've You're got gonna the need furious. Three. You might need and I've four. got the hypermodern. Uh, which is outstanding Idaho Seven IPA, but let me crack this one and then you go ahead and then give give you a couple thoughts. Okay, um, I'm right by the fridge, luckily, so I'm only just oh, see, I might away. have to leave, but that's fine because we got plenty okay. plenty of great people coming on, um, and as always, we have plenty of time to take your thoughts. So that was a fun hockey game, but it was a few things were very frustrating to me about this loss. Now, I loved the fact that in the third period, it felt like they were going to come back and tie the score. Um, but And I talked about this a lot on the TikTok that I did between the second and third periods because they kids love the talk, and so love do I. The, um, the, the third St. Louis goal bothered me greatly because of the absolutely awful effort on Dumba to find Brodeen in the corner. He made a blind sort of fan on a backhanded pass. O'Reilly uh, starts Kairu up. Uh, Kairu then for the second time in the period undresses Dumba in front of the goal. And on this occasion, he scores. That bothered me. Uh, I like the fact that he came back and played a key role on the goal that pulled the wild within one. But Kevin Fiala today um, very much annoyed me with his throwing his head back when he missed the net in the second period. Dude, that's old school wild. We don't do that anymore. We don't do that anymore. We apply ourselves at every turn. The The cross-check on Perron was undisciplined and stupid, and I don't care if you're frustrated. Uh, I have defended Fiala thus far, but today I was very annoyed with some of his actions. Um, if the Wild's going to win this series, this team needs everybody on board playing smart, and, and you know what? You're going to struggle at times. I don't care. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I saw that for how many years with that group of malcontents that are all gone now, and there's a reason why they're gone. I don't need to see that ever again. Anyway, um, I like the fact that they came back in the third period and were competitive, uh, but you know what? It's a total cliche, but I will use it. From the outset of this game, the Blues wanted it more. It was by the grace of God and the play of Marc-Andre Fleury that it was tied up at one after a period. The Blues were the superior team throughout the first period. Flurry was absolutely brilliant. 
but this is a series where you are going like these are the games you need to win um everybody so far declan has won when they have taken a one nothing lead uh that's a bunch of garbage oh goody we're up it's gonna be fun today you need to come back and win a game and the wild had that opportunity today uh after two periods that were questionable at times and decent at times and they how can i put this nicely they did not capitalize and eventually you're going to need to capitalize before we applaud efforts, before we say that was great. You are going to fall down in hockey games and you're going to have to get back up and you're going to have to win a game here. It can't be just we're up and now it's going to be great. Friday night was fun. It was great. I wanted to see more tonight. I did not see a complete mental toughness that I want to see. I saw it at times. I need more though. If you're going to win this series, and we talked about this it's an incredibly tough series, I need more. And the last thing I need is anyone throwing their head back with the, oh, my luck is not going well. I don't give a damn. Come back, score a goal, play hard. Let's address the Kevin Fiala elephant in the room since uh, he's had, obviously, a, let's call it a disappointing playoff series so far. I believe 14 penalty minutes. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, bad cross check at the end. I'd argue, look, you were down two goals. It's an egregious call, uh, or egregious mistake, excuse me, by Kevin Fiala. So I'm not excusing him of that, but you're down two goals. Frustration's at an all-time high. It's a it's a bad spot for him to be in. It's a bad look because it's a cross check. I I get it, but right. here's here's where I, I stand with this. Okay, if if you were down three games to one, or it was just a gong show so far, and Fiala hadn't showed up, all right, let's let out the hounds. Let's get after this guy. He deserves the criticism. The Wild entered today up two games to one in this playoff series. Okay, Kirill mm-hmm. Kaprizov is going fine. Mark Andre Fleury's been as advertised. I think Dean Evans done a pretty darn good job, mostly of pushing the right buttons. The biggest reasons why you've been why you've lost games one and four, your power play hasn't come through at all. You're not getting timely faceoff calls. Um, Kevin Fiala is definitely been circled here, and rightfully so. But I do think we're asserting way too much blame on a guy who, with a team that came in today, up two games to one in a playoff series. If Kirill's going, I'm cool with it. If Marc-Andre Fleury's going, I'm great. If this power play converts, which it did in games two and three, sweet. Let's let's all, let's all talk about maybe some other things that could go here and there. But everything else for the Wild mostly has been working. I, I can't get too down on the guy. He's been disappointing. So I'm not going to try to say like he's, he's excused for playing bad. But I'm, I, I just can't put all that blame on him. When this game, when the series is now still tied two to two, and you can still win this in six, I can't, I can't go down that rabbit hole too far yet. I was, I was defending him pretty staunchly through three, three games, but on the power play tonight in the second period, he launched two missiles that missed the net on the power play, which is you know, and it was the second one where he threw his head back, and we got the old Zucker Parisi. Things aren't going my way, dude. Shut up and could keep playing. I don't want to see anyone feeling sorry for themselves. Two two things I don't have time for now. Stupidity, which Dumba, that pass to Brodeen, that, that's the third goal right there. And look, he came back and made a great play. Third period, he blocked what could have been a goal. But I think Fiala and Dumba, between periods, got talking to. And they both deserve it because their actions, that stupid pass and Fiala, with his, oh, things, you know what, dude? Things didn't go your way for a long portion early in the season. What you do, you stick with it, it will come. So I'm not down on he's not scoring. I'm down on his reaction to it because I don't care about him. I care about what he can bring. So, like, I don't care 
this isn't about Kevin Fiala can't score. This is about what are you doing when you don't score? Mm-hmm. Attention to detail. Everything, yep. um, I, I forget who, who it was. Before the Bruins-Hurricanes game, two-day, Declan, Emily Kaplan talked to one of, one of the players, and I forget who, and she said, today is going to be your 100th playoff game. Playoff game one for you was 2012. What have you learned about the playoffs? And he said, everything matters. Like, every little thing matters. Things that we dismiss completely in January, dumb passes in the corner, matter. And I think everything, I think that's exactly right. It matters. And the other thing is, everything you do matters. If it's ever about you, that is a huge negative. I understand it's frustrating. I don't care. Nobody cares. The whole point of the playoffs is to be frustrated. Because that, I mean, it rewards one team. So I'm not down on on Fiala like as a guy. I think he still works. But I start to see that stuff, and it's a bunch of crap. I mean, we saw it, right? We saw, we saw, I mean, we can go down the list of guys. We can list them off. It's funny. That pulled, pulled that stunt. And you know what that stunt does? It ends you up on a golf course. So what I need is for everybody here to stick with what they're doing, attention to detail. And the last thing I need is for anyone to think, well, I was so good two weeks ago and now it's not going well. I know nobody gives a damn. So that's my point. So I'm not like ripping him as a player. I'm ripping. I'm ripping the fact he's starting to get frustrated. The only thing is fr- that's frustrating is the fact that they lost the game today. Not that he missed the net. Okay, it'll come for him. We talked about this when when he was going through this exact rut. Um, but when you start to feel sorry for yourself is when you start to let your guard down, and that's when attention to detail goes to crap. And I and we can't see that. Let's let let's uh, highlight Darian's uh, comment yeah. right here on the YouTube you page. This. Healthy, healthy scratch Fiala. Uh, we'll get him down in for the series. I bet. No, but no. they will not healthy scratch him. He's their nope. second most dynamic player. Regardless, there's you no scratching this. that's coming. Um, secondly, uh, you know, like it, I even saw some thoughts like, well, what if Mark Andre Fleury wins? Would you turn to Cam Talbot in Game Five? Like, no, absolutely, you would not no, do I that. You keep that. riding Mark Andre Fleury. Um, I, I get it. People are frustrated with Kevin Fiala, and this is kind of his game. He's not a he's a player that can go through spouts like this where he really gets frustrated and he's an animated player. Um, but I, I can still give this guy a chance here. And oh, I, yeah. I think he still has more than enough time to obviously oh, yeah. come back and score a big time goal. Like he was yeah. gunning towards the last four months of the season. Um, it, 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 he won't be scratched by any means. He still has time to make up for it. There's two more games here. Obviously the, the wilder back at home game um, five at the XL on Tuesday. That's an eight thirty puck drop. I'm sure we'll be actually getting word maybe even during this podcast uh, at a, on game six, because obviously there's obviously going to be a game six in St. Louis. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, mm-hmm. By the way, Wild Vent Line, we got some listeners in queue. If you'd like to get in on the show, it's a happy Mother's Day. If any moms want to come on the show, by all means, moms get a special shout out, obviously, every day, but especially on Mother's Day here on Wild Vent Line. Uh, send me an email on the video right here on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button for Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. It's Vikings Vent Line at gmail.com if you'd like to come on and talk about the wow game we've been doing this all series i've heard we're the only uh, uh uh outlet in town that's been doing this all series so if this is your safe space to come on and talk about the wild with judd zolgat and myself we'd love to have you on um, we'll turn it over to you guys here in just a little bit i'm pretty fired up right now uh let's get people tell. on well it, it, okay. it, it pisses me off it's some of these things tick me off mm-hmm. i just i mean we had to put up with this garbage for how long and and look if anybody thinks this is about working hard and having fun, you're off my team. 
There's no fun here. It's the playoffs. It sucks. It's terrible. And and when I see stupid plays, when I see a lack of, I mean, do you think Dean was like, oh, it was a great blind pass, Matt? I mean, it's bad enough he got under. Yeah, you know what? I love that look. I he was furious. <laughs> I love that. He should be furious. Yeah. Um. You know, Jordan Cairo undressed Dumba twice in that period, and I don't like. I mean, that gets you on highlights, posterized, whatever. You don't like to see that, but. I'm a lot more upset about a stupid pass that led to a goal, you know, in front of Ryan O'Reilly. What are you doing? Nothing should tick off the wild more than O'Reilly's mom. On you know, God bless her. I I I, I love him. I'm ROR stand. But nothing should tick. And I said this on TikTok. The goal of the wild should have been to ruin Mother's Day for every mother who's a Blues fan. So everybody else in the world, all you moms, I hope you, I hope you have a great day. Every mom and and daughter and son and, and 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 husband, spouse who is a Blues fan, your goal was to ruin their day. Your goal was to ruin their day, and they didn't do the hard work and having fun. Take those ideas and shove it. Work hard, win a Stanley Cup. That's what's fun. Riding in a convertible down 94 in (laughs) July at some point or late June, I don't know, whenever the hell it is, that's what's fun. You know, hard work and having fun. That's exactly the type of crap that permeates a franchise that pulled out those stunts and then was like, oh, it's not going well. Can I have my treat ticket, Coach Yo? Get the hell out of here. Let's go. All right. Let's turn it over to the fans here before uh, for Judd's blood pressure rises even more. Thank God he hasn't seriously furious who are helping us uh, keep the lights on here at Score North. Judd, let's, uh, let's actually start with a, a tandem here. Let's go to Michael hey. and Melissa. Hi, guys. Hey, guys. Hi. Declan, Judd, great, great to be here. We're uh, very disappointed in the game that we had to see, though, but big fans of the show. Thank you. Awesome. Also, drinking our surlies, so hey, it's going the pain a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Out of the surly glass, nonetheless. Oh, really? Oh, you're lucky. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> oh, very old school. That's awesome. Look at that. Look at that. Had, had to get it before the uh, tap room closed down before uh, COVID. Very anyway, nice. um, just kind of want to get your guys' opinion on Fiala after tonight's game. I know, Judd, you had kind of gone into getting into some of his uh, misplays, but how is it that he has 14 penalty minutes and no goals? Like he, that, his, his job is to score goals. Like if he wants to know why he doesn't get paid like Kaprizov, th- that's it right there. Um, I'm going to turn it over to the uh, hockey wife here. She's been uh, <laughs> Melissa. Yes, go ahead. Hi. Um, so I, my biggest thing is that the wild just came out. They didn't look good in the first period and they needed to take advantage of St. Louis and they just let the crowd get into it. And, I didn't like the way they played at all in the first period. I agree. Yeah. I I love that point. Yeah, and that and and look, Flurry was phenomenal because it could have been th- three or f- four to one. But oh, yeah. the first, but the first period when you're coming off a game like Game Three, right? Like you got to know the Blues are going to bring it. And yeah, they allowed the game to be swayed towards the Blues for the first time really since Game One. I'm with you. I was I was disappointed. Because you knew what was coming, and you sort of allowed it to happen instead of instead of being as aggressive. Um, and I get that series go back and forth, and and can be momentum swings. But that being said, Melissa, I'm with you completely. That disappointed me big, in a big way. Well, for a couple of guys, a couple of people here that were at Game One, this felt a little too similar to Game One. We're hoping yep. for a big bounce back uh, coming home in. Uh, Maybe seeing Fiala score a couple of goals. Declan, will it into existence? He's your man. I mean, come on. Talk to Declan about this. I'm I'm trying, man. I'm trying to defend my guy here. I'm trying, okay? Ugly, ugly game today. 
bad cross checking, a lot of penalties, the double minor. I know everyone that was a little controversial with the high stick, but um, he, he can reward himself for all these mishaps with a big game five or a game six. So still time for him to do it, but no doubt he's got to wake up. I'm with you guys. Uh, thanks guys. Uh, appreciate thanks. the uh, cheers. Thank cheers. You. Cheers. <laughs> Take care. Appreciate you. That's awesome. Look at that. Judd. A, a, a double was tandem awesome. there. A double tandem. There. You know what? That was great. Yeah. A little tandem. And her Keep point a- was a, was a great point. Mm-hmm. That first period really terrible to me. I mean, you can make a case that, you know, they kind of ended up winning the period because they um, obviously scored the goal to tie it. And the blues had like, you know, four minutes of, of a double minor and, and they could have got the floodgates opened up. Um, and honestly, and I think that's where I'm more frustrated from the game after that from the wild, because the blues had their chance to really just put this game away early. I mean, the wild did that in game three. Yeah. Um, and, and it was kind of a missed opportunity. So huge missed opportunity to go up back home up three games to one. Yep. Uh, let's keep rolling here on wild bent line. Shoot me an email. Vikingsventline at gmail.com. If you guys want to get in on the show and talk about the game, let's go to uh, Tyler, who is driving his car right now. And if he does not hurt anybody, I will gladly get him on. Tyler. I'll, I'll try not to crash. I'm actually driving from the Enterprise Center right now. On that oh, game. you're at the game. Okay. Yeah. You focus on uh, the road. Tell us about the game. What do you think? <laughs> it, it just seemed like we had no energy tonight, honestly, um, except for, like, the couple pushes that we had. But as soon as as soon as the Blues pushed back, it seemed like there's no energy. And I'm disappointed in Wilds fans. I thought you all traveled. I, I drove up from Oklahoma. I'm stationed out in Oklahoma. Had to come up here for a school. Um, and I drove all the way. I'm probably, what, 12 hours worth of driving today to go to the game. There was, like, five Wild fans in the stadium. So where were y'all? I'll hang up and let y'all talk. Thanks, man. Thanks, Tyler. That's a really it, good man. question because ordinarily uh, fans from, uh, from here travel well, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit we- surprised. And we had that, uh, I forget, I'm blanking on his name. I think his name might have been Tyler, too, but joined us after game three. Um, mm-hmm. The Mizzou grad that, that was a big Wild fan who was at the arena as well in game, um, in game three and said it was, was, a, was a blast and the, and the Blues fans were really quiet. But not, not the case today. But uh, see what happens, man. Dedication from Tyler, though, going all the way down from Oklahoma up to the game. That's Gotta a hell love of a that. fan. No question. Gotta love it. Let's, uh, let's keep it moving a little bit. Let's go to Bubba. Hi, Bubba. What's up, buddy? Hey, How guys. Thanks for having me on again. Judd? You basically said it best. I am about as fired up as you are. You know, I kind of, I was afraid of this. This is going to happen. We backpedaled and we can't be doing this. I thought when we got rid of Suter, Freezy, Zucker, this was going to go away. Apparently it's not. We just, we can't keep doing this. I, you know, Judd, I went back to our tweets and now I'm kind of going back to this is too good to be true, but. Still, I'm going to still say Wild and Six. Okay. Oh, I could see it. Yeah, I yeah. have, just to be clear here, I'm frustrated because I actually have faith. Like, I'm not mad at this team. The The old team drove me crazy because I despised yep. them. These guys I don't despise. No. Um, but look, there were opportunities. I, I mean, there's nothing about the tone of the series thus far that's surprising, right? Like, no. it was going to be really tough. And it's a battle of wills, which is awesome. It's frustrating when you see guys that don't understand the price that has to be paid. But that doesn't mean that I don't think that they are willing to pay that price. And to be very clear, previous teams, they weren't willing to pay the price. So no. that makes sense. No, and it's like I said, but it's just, we. it's like we seriously, we backpedaled. We went back to game one and we got a 2-1 lead in the series we can't be backpedaling, especially if we really want to make a run. 
Great stuff, man. Thank you. Thanks, Bubba. I, you, Bubba. I get it. Yeah, frustration at an all-time high. Uh, yeah, you good. know, and and you know, I tweeted out this, uh, you know, notion at the beginning of the game because Jordan Binnington obviously got the game today, and then I, I tweeted out that it certainly felt like Binnington was either going to stand on his head or he was going to allow, like, a six spot, right? Like, he was just going to be a disaster. I would actually make the point, none, neither of those two things actually happened. Binnington was fine today. Like, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't classify it as standing on his head. He made some key saves, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't classify that performance as a standing on his head game. I, I actually kind of look at it more as the Wild shot themselves more in the foot that they couldn't beat Bennington. It was the first thing. They, they shot themselves in the foot. They had power play opportunities. They still get too cute in the power play. Like, you know, I always like to tell you when you right. ask me what's going on with the power play, they're like, you know, Judd, I actually can't really figure this out. Like, if I am the Wilds coaching staff and you're going into game five and then eventually game six, can you just go watch what the Blues are doing? Like, as, as simple as this bleeping sounds as i also want to let one let one off right now as simple as this sounds can you just go watch what the blues do and try your best to emulate that like do the blues have anything any one excuse me any one player that makes that much of a difference on the power play the wild don't have they do Do they have who is they they got one guy who is that ryan o'reilly because here's the problem eric Sinek is great in his role uh but he's certainly not a superstar he's a hard-working really nice player um ryan hartman has not looked right and i don't think he's it's because he's hurt bad. and i don't think it's because he stinks i bad. think that he is just but to to get back to your question so Eck is the center on the first power play but that's because hartman is on the second and he is just not that good like he's good he's a hard worker i'm not trying to rip him but my point is ryan o'reilly is is the type of center the wild desperately needs and I think so much is facilitated and goes through him. And look, the Wild has proven that most of the time they're fine. Like they're not they're not going to be bad. That being said, I think what we're seeing right now is the conversation on JHS that we began to have in, I don't know, October about the lack of a true number one center is going to bite you in the ass at some point. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why. I really do. I think that's why. Because Hartman now, see, I think as we go up, and it, the playoffs are working hard, but they're also this weird ability of skill, right? Totally and sad. I think as we continue to ascend this whole thing, Ryan Hartman's shortcomings of being asked to do too much is becoming a problem. Because mm-hmm. I don't think he's, like, I don't think, I'm not mad at at him. Uh, I don't think he's disappearing on purpose. Like, you know, like, dude, you got to do more. I don't know he's capable. And I think because the um, competition is ascending, He's just probably hit the ceiling. Um, and so, yes, I think that the Blues on the power play, especially, that becomes a problem, which is the Wild doesn't have a true center on their top power play who is a star player. Mm-hmm. They got Kaprizov, who's great, but, I mean, God bless him, and he did some things today again. They're off the charts. He's been he great. can only do so much, right? God, he's been he, – I mean, he's been phenomenal. He's been but, actually – everything is advertised. He's been the furthest thing oh. from, a, from a problem. He's Patrick um, I, Kane plus in some ways. Like he, uh, he reminds me of what Kane did. I would say, you know, if, if 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 we're creating just a and without getting too much into the like the math on it, but like a pie chart of blame of like what's gone wrong for the Wild so far in in the two games they've lost. Obviously, the biggest chunk of pie. Let's just call it power play missed missed power play opportunities. Sure. Um, zero for four tonight. Were they zero for six in game one? Yeah, um, were two of six and scored one right after. So really three of six. Right. So oh, I mean. 
that's yeah. 10 power play opportunities you've missed throughout this game. Um, and then I think the three guys that are probably the biggest culprits that have just had bad series are Fiala, Dumba, Hartman. Um, yeah. I would, I, I don't know if there's any other players yet. Bro Dean's had some blunders for sure. Like he, yeah, he like he's he, also made some nice plays. Yeah. So I can't really put him in the same group of those other three players, but I would say the three players that have to step up going yeah. forward, or at least yeah. a combination of it's Dumba, Hartman, Fiala. And to pay a compliment to your guy, Fiala, I think he can. I don't think Hartman can. I don't think there's a lot more there. I think he's being asked. I think that line, I think it's too much. I might be totally wrong, but I sense that. I'll give you something else, though, that's really frustrating about tonight's game. When when Marco Scandella went out in the first period, the Blues were down four key defensemen. Now, now, God bless them, Falk and Perenko played a ton, but you think they're not gassed? And if they can't play, the Blues are literally playing guys they don't want to play. Like, that is serving it up to you on a silver platter. you got to yeah. push that. you got to push it. Perenko at one point was rushing the puck. I mean, he's a really nice player. In the third period, and no one stepped up. I'm like, you got to, and I know it's going to hurt, and I know he's a big dude, but that guy has played a ton. you got to step up and put a shoulder into his chest. That's legal. He had the puck. That frustrated me. Um, last thing, too. Why on that last rush before the empty net goal by Perron was Greenway carrying the puck in? And and as a friend of mine on a text pointed out, threw a terrible pass. But, oh, I mean, yeah. what, 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 who, drew, who drew this up? Yeah. There was another play, too. I forget. God, I think. It was the third period. Uh, Bennington made an unbelievable save, and there was just no uh, – Middleton was trying to get up to keep the puck in, but was nowhere near the blue line. It just skates back out. Like, just little little ticky-tack things. No, and attention and, to detail. And to me, um, with the Blues being banged up, yeah, I mean, playing seven forwards, Scott Perunovich, UMD grad, you know, great, great local kid from Hibbing. But when, when he has to play right. and the Wild can't capitalize on that, when they're already – when the Blues are already without so many defensemen, I mean – to right. me, that that's what's frustrating here. Like the yeah. Blues are Blues have been taking a kick in the shin and the gut, and they're still taking punches. Like it's Rocky Drago right now, and they they continue to somehow still stay in this fight. Like the Wild should have stomped on them tonight, and they weren't able to do that. Well, and I think it's opportunities, right? Like it's the opportunities that are missed. So it's not you know credit to the Blues for playing hard, and the Blues are a good team, but I think it's opportunities missed. Mm-hmm. And like, how on earth do we end up with a last gasp? Goalie being pulled rush with 18 carrying the puck. Yeah. Not good. Let's uh we got we got a guy in queue right now. Let's go to uh let's go to Nick. Hi, Nick. What's up, pal? Hey guys, thanks for having me. I was on to Vikings vet line before. Always a good time coming on here. Just a couple of things. Number one, I feel the wild don't have enough heart in this series. And I'm saying this because we've got our butts handed to us flat out by the blues all year. And then they really should go and avenge the cold day in hell is what I call it. When, when they came into our stadium series and just laid it onto us. Not only was the weather cold, but they were just cold that entire game. So they're not having the heart to fight back. And you got guys like Perron who, who are out there agitating Fiala, who's already struggling. I mean, game one, he pulled a stick a few times, got penalized for it. Just getting under his skin, and he can't take advantage of it, and then he goes for a hat trick. But the biggest thing that bugs me is I feel the Wild are passing too much and not shooting. They're, they're trying to set way too much up. Just pepper some in there. Worst case scenario, you miss, you cough up a rebound, you can get a dirty goal. There's too much passing, like, a minute into your power play and you haven't shot yet? Like, come on. Nick, amen, dude. I mean, just just simple, simple things like that, right? Just, like, putting pucks in the net, pinching when you're supposed to, Heaven forbid getting the puck deep. Get a rebound, yeah, like. Right. I know, man. I feel you. Great stuff, Nick. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Dude. Yep. 
So Nick, this is so I have spent the last two or three days doing nothing but watching playoff hockey. It's great. It's been great. It's been a festival of hockey. Um, what he just talked about is a league-wide problem. I don't know if it's the generation now of sharing, but um, what's driving me absolutely crazy because I understand if your shooting lane is clogged, not shooting. I totally get that. But what I'm seeing now is, and this is the this is an epidemic. I mean, I hate this. Is guys in front of the net decks with you know, and yeah, it's going to be a tough shot. But literally, the goaltender is the only thing right there. And they're passing it off to try and like set up the tap in perfect goal. Mm-hmm. Um, last time I checked, I would rather have the goalie save the puck, get the rebound, and take my chances. Because what I'm seeing is a lot of times the pass isn't connected. Because like in a split second, you're trying to make a pass that you shouldn't make. Uh, so Nick is a thousand percent right, and it's driving me nuts. And there are some things I get about today's game and thought process. Um, but I don't understand when you have the puck in a prime position of trying to pass the puck for what looks like the perfect tap-in goal when, one, there's a good chance, because it's what I've seen consistently, you're going to miss, and two, if you miss, there's nothing. Like, the puck goes into the corner as opposed to creating a rebound and presenting an opportunity to score a goal. So... The playoffs are predicated, in my opinion, on this. Scoring opportunities, and a lot of the goals are really ugly, and who cares? Um, the more that you try and the perfect goal, the, the Harlem Globetrotters goal, to me, is much more of a January thing, right? Like, it's a random night in January, and teams are like, oh, we're playing another another night, and we're real tired, and it's the dog days, and oh, whoops, look at that nice goal by Ovechkin. Um, right now is the time to create to use a cliche, greasy goals, grimy goals, and to have the opportunity. And look, the Wild has plenty of guys that can pounce on those rebounds. I'll give you a Foligno. I mean, heck, Greenway can, Boldy can, right? So, and I I will say this. It looked like in the third period after he scored what was a truly greasy goal, Boldy began to get some confidence back. Yeah. I really did like that. I but Nick, that as well. I, I love Nick's point because um, if I see one more guy pass up an opportunity because he thinks his teammates right there to tap in the puck, I am going to tear my hair out and that would really hurt. Yeah. Boldy just um, was a beast tonight in terms of um, Corsi four. I mean, he had 15 to three Corsi four percentage. So, I mean, he was peppering a ton of shots. He was a plus one, obviously on the ice. And even, you know what, I'll, I'll say this. Frederick Goudreau has actually shown some flashes here tonight where he's looked very solid uh, throughout this series. And we always thought he was just kind of a, uh, a random kind of pastor on that line. And, and in fact, he's actually made shot. some pretty nice plays. He actually um, shot tonight. Yeah, he did shoot tonight. Um, I'm going to pull up Judd here in just a second. Um, the shot chart from, from this game. Cause it's, it's, it's curious. It's something that, you know, we've talked about before um, going into this series that sometimes you got to look at your eyes and see where these shots are coming from. And, it can sometimes be a little bit tough uh, to really uh, to, to really gauge if like you had the had had the true tilt in the analytics and also trying to watch and whatnot and just trying to look up uh, look it up here. Uh, it just seems like the Wild were still able to get a lot of shots in that trapezoid area. Um, mm-hmm. They just unfortunately, you know, Finnington was fine tonight, but again, I, I still think the Wild more uh, did a did a worse job of beating themselves throughout the course of this game as I get it up here on the screen. Um, 
you know, the Blues got three point blank chances right against Flurry, as you see there on your screen. Um, yep. So, so the like credit to the Blues, they were putting Pepper shots on. Flurry did most of his job, but you'll see also on the other end for the Wild, where they were shooting on Bennington, um, that look they had two good grade A chances. They had a ton of color right there in the in the circle. That so they were getting point blank shots right on Jordan Bennington. Um, they just weren't able to cash in on them, but also they they passed up on a lot of other areas where they potentially could have tied up this game. They weren't able to do that. So yeah, interesting sure. thought um, as uh, as we look at the kind of the heat map of of where this game was heading. And um, some something that comes to mind also about the first and th- third goal is we discussed that third goal, uh, which was the goal by Kairou, his second in depth. The first Kairou goal also was a little bit frustrating because. Um, Flurry made an unbelievable save on a shot from in front. He got out of position. I will, you know, but I mean, he does that. Like, that's not shocking. But he also had just made a great save. Um, Zuccarello fails to clear the puck. Kairou picks it up and scores. So, like, that's another thing. And I'm not faulting him. Um, it, it was uh, a bang, bang play. But that's another thing where in a playoff, if you get that puck and clear it out, hell, if you ice it, I don't care. That's two goals. The first three goals, two of them are avoided then. And and those are the type of things, like, it might be luck in some ways, Dex, but Fleury made the initial save. It was a really nice save and presented the opportunity then to to clear the puck. And if you get that out, now it's 0-0 still. And so the, the Blues scored at 429 of the first. Uh, the Wild came back and scored it at 1406 with Kaprizov's goal on what was a great feed in the corner from Spurgeon. Um, but, you know, these are the type of things in a playoff game that make the difference. Like, these are the type of small things that a- add up to the goaltender having to be pulled. Uh, in December, I don't care if the goalie's pulled and Greenway rushes the puck. In May, I do. In May, it's a big deal. Who rushes the puck? How do you set that play up? I mean, because that's a play. Like as soon as Flurry comes out, you you hopefully have a play on. So all of these things are are the the details that we probably don't sweat on this show for months. That all of a sudden, if you don't sweat, you lose games. Correct. And got I'm, a correct another still there for you. Nice. How about we go to Matthew here in the meantime? Matthew got us. Okay. Hey, Matthew. Matthew got nope. a really nice camera. Hey. Hey, man. Here. What's going on? What's up, buddy? No, I I can't hear him. Can't hear anything. Okay, let me. We'll put, I'll put you out in queue and figure out your stuff there. As Judd pours a, a big head of that surly. Um, you know what? Nice. I will say, Judd. I will say, even when things aren't going well for this wild team, you can put on a pair of chill boys and you have your bamboo oh, fabric on. I, I've, I, you know, I watched. I was amen. able this weekend, Judd. Great weekend. Two playoff games, and yes, the Wild uh, weren't able to get the win in in Game Four. We got to see two Wild playoff games. I got eighteen holes in plus some on Saturday. Wow. Uh, I, I was able to get out there. It was a great weekend. And I'll tell you what, I'm comfortable with my chill boys on. If I didn't have my chill boys on, I wouldn't be as chilled out and as thankful for this weekend without them. Chill boys, they're a Minnesota-based company. Chillboys.com is the place, and they will change your life when it comes to your opinion of not only boxers, but also the long johns, which until now I always thought were a curse. I got to wear long johns now. I actually wear them because I want to. It's heating up too, and that doesn't matter. You know, you can add that performance brand on as well. Oh, it doesn't matter nice. at all, really. Yeah, no performance brand, the bamboo fabric, zero, um, zero problems. So, game six, obviously, or game, excuse me, game five, I should game say, five. game five, Tuesday back night. at the Excel Energy Center, Tuesday 8:30. night, eight thirty, puck drop, eight forty-five, eight. Yeah, can we just yeah, 
Saitian, well, can we just call Thursday's going to be affected by, I, I don't know who else is supposed to play, but it's probably going to be affected by if a series is done as well, right? Yeah. So we might not see a time on that until until we know how the other series are going. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, game five back at the Excel Energy Center. I mean, as as lame as it sounds, just convert your damn special teams. Like, it, they are two to three power play goals away from this, from this having the Wild being up three games to one in this series. Uh, they they just have not been able to score on their power play. Yeah, get Fiala going. Dumba has to be a little bit better. Hartman yep. certainly has to be better. I would stick with Mark Andre Fleury. There is no need. Oh, they will. No they, need. They will now. Don't worry about and that. And I get it. I was talking to my buddy on the golf course. My buddy Sam on Saturday he said, "You know, are you surprised they actually stuck with Fleury after Game One and even in Game Two? And I said, "Oh yeah, I'm not surprised by that at all. I think he deserved to be out there. And I know Cam hasn't lost in regulation in like." 10 weeks and a couple full moons have transpired. since the last time he lost a damn hockey game in regulation. Uh, but no need They're, like the wild. If the wild, I'll say this, if the wild got embarrassed tonight and it was still like four, nothing, three, nothing, like it wasn't just like a seven, nothing awful gong show affair. Sure. Then maybe you've turned to Talbot, Talbot to try to wake things up. The only reason you'd go to Talbot, in my opinion, is if to, it was to be to wake things up. Like they went to Bennington tonight. The blues did. And that was a gamble. Right. Like Bennington's a little bit of a head case and yep. he wasn't perfect tonight. But, hey, he was the goalie in the win. He's obviously going to start the next game as well. I don't think there's any need to go to Cam Talbot. I don't know what you think. but um, I was a little bit surprised w- with how poorly the team played in the first game. And I did not think that the Flower played a terrible game. He, I don't think he played great, but he didn't play terrible. I, was, I thought that they might go to Cam because they certainly trust him and like him. In retrospect, they made the exact right call, and here's why. Marc-Andre Fleury does not have Minnesota sports syndrome. M- S S because what did he do? He lost that game and came in the next day. I was cracking jokes. Absolutely fine. Everyone relax. Nothing is wrong here. We're going to bounce back. And he was exactly right. Um, I love that. I love that because every one of us be honest out there. Every one of us gets uptight, right? Oh boy, they lost this game. Now I'm not happy that they lost this game, but I'm telling you uh, flowers got three cups and there's a reason why. He's able to control himself, and he's able to exude confidence, which is absolutely important. So I don't think there's – I don't even question it for one second. Marc-Andre Fleury is going to start and deserves to start uh, Game 5 on Tuesday. Um, I also think that the Wild easily can come back and win. But the way to win is, yes, you're you're exactly right, Declan. Get the power play going, no question about that. And also, you got to come out of the shoot playing like you want to play. You know – there's there's a lot of factors in four games thus far. One is the team that has dictated the game wins, like the Blues in game one, and I thought ultimately, not as badly, tonight played more of their game. The Wild in games two and three, no question, played their game. They dictated the game itself. Um, the thing I want to see, the thing I'm desperate to see, though, is this. If you fall behind, can you come back and win? Somebody's got to got to do that eventually. Well, I mean, to their and to their credit, you're not challenging this necessarily, uh, um, but I mean, the, the the team has done that throughout the course of the season. That's what's been hundred percent. So it's not like it it's not part of their DNA that this Hun- core, this collection. But hey, but back to your point of the playoffs, right? Lights are on. Attention to detail. It's cool. You came back against the Kings in February, and right. you came back against the uh, you know the Ducks a couple times. No question. This, but but now it's the time to actually do it. And I'm, 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 I'm with you. I, I thought when they got the goal here to make it a one goal game in the third period, I, I thought they were going to tie it. I, Perfect I, I position, had, right? I, 
yeah, I thought they were going to tie it. They've come back um, seven times so far, trailing two goals going into the third period before. Like, that's a good amount of times. Like, most teams will be lucky to get there. Um, and I'm, uh, I'm curious to see if they can do it back here in Game 5. Awesome stuff, man. Uh, we are going to r- wrap things up. Of course, come back with Mackie and Judd tomorrow, in which I am told the Whisperer is going to throw his statements at us, and wow. we are going to react to what the Whisperer saw on Have you Friday. Been- You've been in talks with the Whisper. Whisper hasn't told me any of this. I'm the executive full, producer. Full of the disc- show. I checked it out. Full disclosure: the Whisperer late in in Friday's game, despite being on the West Coast, might have fallen asleep, and that's why he didn't join us. On well, Friday I, night. I I don't know if he he, he fell asleep. He might have um he might have been crafting his takes. He might have went to that nether realm yeah. that the Whisperer can go yeah, to. The I, you know. Whisper's, yes, the exactly right. Uh, so Mackie and Judd on Monday, of course, purple. Daily as well, uh, 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 Royce Unchained, and even comments big from time. YouTube on big the Vikings. Time. A big day of programming on the Score North channels, and we will be back immediately after Tuesday night's game to take your thoughts, your impressions, and hopefully we're talking about a wild team that is one game away from closing out the Blues. He's Declan. I'm Judd. Hit the subscribe button. If you like what you've seen, we'll talk to you later. Kevin Fiala, pass you score. Thank you. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Hurry into Ram Power Days and experience the raw power of the Ram 3500 with available best-in-class torque and towing among 350-3500 pickups when properly equipped. Strap yourself in for one powerful ride in the Ram TRX with the most horsepower of any gas pickup ever built. Or the Ram 1500, awarded number one in driver appeal among light-duty pickups by J.D. Power three years in a row. Hurry into Ram Power Days going on now. For J.D. Power 2022 U.S. award information, visit jdpower.com awards.